Here's a little known fact. Cheers is filmed before a live studio audience. Hey, you know, you look a little like uh, Tip O'Neill. Yeah, you know, a lot of people say that. Really, I'm a better looking fellow than he is. Oh, my God, you are Tip O'Neill. How do you do? <laughs> I'm Sam Malone. You used to throw for the socks. Yeah, that's right. One more quick one, coach, then I really got to run. Hey, hey, Nam. What were you saying last week about that uh, do-nothing Congress down there in D.C.? They're a bunch of clowns. Hey, you think so, huh? Yeah, you can take the average guy off the street and you can do a better job. Nah. Sure. Yeah. Bozo right here could probably be a better congressman than them. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know, I may run for office someday. Yeah, you, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of work, too, huh? No, I'm a speaker of the House of Representatives. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> That'd make you Tip O'Neill and me a horse's butt. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> On this vote, the yeas are 216, the nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at events big and small, famed and forgotten from... Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're doing it again. It happened one year. 1984. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, folks, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this is not what I would say are ideal circumstances for recording an episode. Uh, if you've ever uh, listened to the show before, yep. you'll remember we don't tend to do Friday episodes. We don't. Because it's a work week. We're everybody so get, tired. Everybody gets tired by the yeah, end. so tired. Uh, but couple that with, uh, it's late. It is. Because Sarah had to call her parents. I did. We had to go get a pizza. Yep. That's already carbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheese. So that's tough. Yep. Uh, and then also, we both got shots today. We did. COVID and flu. We did. So I'm sore. Vaccinated. Tired. Yep. Uh, bored. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because I was on the phone for so long. And tired. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like laying on the couch. Yeah. Pokemoning. Not good. No. None of this sets us up well. Yeah. For what I would say is an episode about politics. <laughs> but here we are anyway. But we're giving it a try. For the people. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners demanded it. Yeah. And yet here we are. It, well, consider it uh, democracy. This is democracy in yeah. action. Yeah. Allegedly. If the, if the people vote for it, you have to do it. That's and it. that's what the show is. We held a poll here in the house, and yep. it was split 1-1, one, one, but we're doing the show anyway. <laughs> I think I wanted to do it, and you didn't. You did. Yeah. I, was prepared. I was prepared to just keep sleeping on the couch, maybe throw on a WrestleMania. <laughs> but Sarah's like, no. I was prepared for none of that. The people want to talk. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Uh, I mean, just to stay timely. We're yeah. actually, this is going to be another timely episode, considering, I think one of the last ones we recorded, probably not the order that came out, but one of the last ones we recorded uh, covered the entire uh, one wonderful Lauren Boebert scandal. Oh, we just keep talking about politics. So we're just, yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of crazy stuff going on yeah. right now. So I felt, is there a way we could tie back, you know, to the current craziness yeah. that's going on? Uh, can we can we dig up a little something? Yeah. And so we uh, went into the old, we went into the old yam bag. <laughs> <laughs> 
try, no, that's nothing. Try to pull out some <laughs> topics. Try to see what we could find. We did. Uh, they currently are located in the Yambag. <laughs> no, stop saying Yambag. And what we found was, uh, I was curious, what's the story with the Speaker of the House? Basically ever. Because the Speaker <laughs> of the House, not, I would say, a great fame type position. Sure. More or less until the 80s, I mm-hmm. would actually, I would argue. I mean, you could make a case, like, you could go back and find, oh, that person is a name I yeah, recognize. Yeah, was the speaker. Right. Uh, I believe the first speaker of the house uh, was a guy from Pennsylvania named Muhlenberg, who I think they named the college after. There's a Muhlenberg, Muhlenberg oh. College in Pennsylvania? Like Dave College? Uh... <laughs> yeah, Dave College. Yeah. <laughs> Dave you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't think Muhlenberg College was a thing. Apologies oh, you never heard of Muhlenberg? to the alumni. Yeah. No, I've never heard of that. I, I, I'm from Pennsylvania, so I know. Yeah. But I, yeah, he was the first Speaker of the House. Apparently. Is it Penn State Muhlenberg Campus? No, it's not, I don't. Maybe Muhlenberg's in the city of Muhlenberg. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. no, it's not a Penn State. It's like a college of its own. It's like Bloomsburg or college. Mansfield or Marywood yeah. or you know, yeah, a college. Anyway, but the point Sorry. is that I don't think Speaker of the House tends to have a lot of real famous no. figures in it. But in recent years, like we know speakers of the house because sure. it become you know it seemed to become yeah. a big deal. They're very important. They're more important than you think they are, right. knowing what the House of Representatives is. Right, that complete. It's a complete, complete shit show. Shit show that yeah, is the House terrible. of Rep- and has been forever. Yeah, it's any, awful. like whenever they say like being an elected member, like a congressman, that sounds like a big job. Yeah, but remember, anyone can be elected to the anyone House of Rep- Anybody yeah. like that is not. Yeah. that's not. That's a step up from like state house, yeah, which yeah. is filled with anybody, dog catchers and Our nonsense. House, house rep is 115 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the hell with that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's just got big, hairy, uh, uh, gray caterpillars <laughs> yeah. as his eyebrows. Yeah. He's he, moves as slow as molasses. He's been, and he's been there forever. Forever. Now, last year he was, he's up for reelection and you know, I don't, I wasn't really paying much attention because he's always the rep. So I was like, yeah, all yeah. right, whatever. And they sent out a, a pamphlet or a, a, you know, an insert yeah, yeah. in the mail to kind of like, like lay it to their opponent. He's a Democrat and he was running against a Democrat. Like this is yeah, Chicago. Yeah. But he's laying it to their person and being like, oh, she wants to defund the police. I was like, I never would have known that without this mailer. So I voted for her. <laughs> so next year when <laughs> he's up for reelection, again, yeah, I was like, without that, yeah. Like I would have been like, yeah. I was like, who's he trying to appeal to here? <laughs> so next year, my goal in life is to get that guy out. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Danny Davis. Uh, let's not talk about Danny. Oh, <laughs> sorry guys. That's fine. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the House of Representatives is complete garbage. Mm-hmm. But I would say in the 1980s, considering how one-sided most of the national elections yeah. were going for the Republicans, it, now it was a different world. So like the Democrats always controlled. Uh, the House of Representatives back then. That was just the yeah. way it worked. It was like 50 years and like two years run under Republican rule. Like it's right. an insane amount of, right. uh, an insane run by the Democrats. Yeah. And really, if it wasn't for all the gerrymandering, it would yeah. still be going on. Totally. I mean, this is a, it's a Democratic-based country, like yeah. in a lot of That's ways. That's who it's, we are. It's not a conservative country the no. way they would want you to believe. Yeah. But I would say the biggest Democratic figure of the 80s is probably Tip O'Neill. Yeah. Like he was such a big deal and he was the Speaker of the House almost the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard. It's arguable how much he was getting accomplished, just because, uh, especially in, in '84 when you know Reagan has this landslide win. Yeah. The Senate's Republican. Like, how much are you going to get done? But right. you know, he was a big deal in it. Yeah. But by '84, you know, he's already been the speaker now for like eight years, mm-hmm. and so and he's old. So there's some you know contentiousness. Yeah. It seems like among even in the Democratic Party at that point about like giving a voice to some younger people and sure. you know everything is kind of starting to pull that way again because the republicans are so catering to an old base yeah. and the democrats have old leadership 
not really that unlike today. Yeah. That like I think there's a there was a restlessness going on in '84. Yeah. Uh, in this direction. Yeah. No, he was born in 1912, so he died in '94. Yeah. Uh, so he was. That would make him what in his 70s? Like he was 80. 80. Yeah. He was 80. Yeah. So I mean, he's you know he's in his 70s yeah. at this point. You know, he's only out of out of uh, Congress a couple years when he dies. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not a young man by any stretch. He joined the house in 1953. Yeah, he was there a long time. Jesus. <laughs> That's putting in a long run. Yeah. Uh, he was the majority whip starting in 71. Eh. My God. But, yeah, no, apparently there was a Republican-backed effort to try to, like, get him out as Speaker in 1980. Yeah. And the what I read about it was this idea that, like, to, to our earlier point, like, Speaker of the House isn't a very known sexy role back then even now it's hard to say but like back then it was really something nobody talked about and republicans were like running tv commercials like to try to get him like removed as the speaker in some you know very half-assed political way but they all they managed to accomplish was all of a sudden his like recognizability rating went up to like 90 (laughs) percent. everybody knew who tip o'neill was yeah and so he became like america's grandpa was tip o'neill like (laughs) Uh, look, I don't mean to continue to hammer this point home. He joined the Massachusetts House of Representatives in 1937. <laughs> My God. That's, that's pre-Pearl Harbor right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, again, doing an 84 show, it seems like everything feels yeah, so fair. long ago. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It was 84. Like, he was born in 1912? He was, he was born, born before World War One. He was born in 1912. He was only 80 when he died, so he was only 71 when this was happening. Yeah. He, yeah. Died, he died when he was 81. Yeah. But yeah, he was elected. I mean, obviously he was elected young. He was 26 yeah. when he and and that was to the state house, so that's different. Yeah. You know, he didn't as I said join the House of US House of Rep- Representatives until 53, but he started in the Massachusetts House in 37 and was in a House of Representatives until then 1986 when he retired. Yeah, that's wild. That's a long time. It's a long ass time to be with one one-ish organization. Yeah. I think what might have helped him was that he's very distinct looking. Like yeah. Tip O'Neill, has a, he's like a great big nose, and, yeah. and like all this gray hair, like giant pile of hair. He looks like a an elf that grew into a human. Right, right, and he looks like he's like he looks like the state of Massachusetts, <laughs> right? Like, it's like you look and be like, yeah, that he makes does. perfect sense. He like, does. He's very much the physical embodiment uh. of that, you know, Irish, you know, like <laughs> Boston thing. Uh. So yeah, that's uh, that's the whole tip. Like, like C. Everett Coop. I'd say nobody can name a Surgeon General except maybe C. Everett Coop because he yeah. was so distinctive looking, yeah. right? And he was in, like, commercials and yep. stuff. Yep. And Tip O'Neill was kind of the same way. Like, he had this, like, you know, this other... I don't know mm-hmm. if it was another career, but, like, he was so... He was on Cheers once. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Was it him that was on Cheers? Yeah, like, yeah. he would pop up and He's in Dave, the, the movie Dave. <laughs> like, he would pop up in these kind of political things. Yeah. Sort of like, like John McCain popping up on Parks and Rec. Like, yeah, he was yeah. just that well-known. Oh, shit. He's buried at the Congressional Cemetery. I didn't know that was a thing, but we got to go. Where's the congressional cemetery? Washington. Washington. Yeah. I mean, the problem with the congressional cemetery is going to be it's filled with congressmen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not going to know. We're not going to know people. There. I don't know some people. I'm sure there'll be a couple of famous people there, but uh, yeah. Or Joe Biden on Parks and Rec, also good. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that was the thing. I think if Biden knew he was going to run for president, I doubt he would have just started doing sitcoms, right? Like that seems that seems outlandish. Great on Parks and Rec, right. though. Yeah. Stand by it. Yeah. I think it's funny, like now looking like how many like future presidents popped up on SNL. Like, it's just so strange. Because yeah. like, you go back, yep. you know, like, yeah, Nixon was on laughing, but, like, it's not that common a thing to yeah. then, like, do, like, you would see people, like, 
I remember uh, Bush Senior would pop, did like a video thing that he threw over to SNL, but he wasn't there. You yeah, know? it's a little different, like being in Studio 8H, and like, <laughs> but like Obama was there, yeah. Trump was there. Yeah. you know, like just the number of like, and it, that feels weird to me. But like, this is how the world changes. Reagan wasn't doing Saturday Night Live, that which is funny because he was an actor, <laughs> so sure. he could have and should have. Yeah, but half-ass actor. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was probably better. Tip O'Neill. <laughs> Tip O'Neill was pretty good on that one episode. Stand of Cheers. by it. Yeah, stand by it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but there was, so this was the idea, was that there was sort of a push, even as popular as Tip O'Neill was, yeah. there was sort of this push that, you know, like, maybe he should he should step down. He's the longest yeah. continuing serving Speaker of the House ever. Yeah. He's only, and he's third, I think, all time with some people who did like those, yeah. they were Speaker and then went back to it. But, you know, being there for all of that time, yeah. I think kind of rankled some of the younger yeah. congressmen or whatever. I think that's interesting in the House because, you know, the Senate, like, you have a bit more established uh, politicians, right? There's some of this, but not nearly as much in the House because, to your point, literally anybody can get elected to the House. Um, You have that, like, generations of representatives that kind of move through together. Like, now there's that kid who was literally in Parkland when it happened. So he was in high school in 2014. Yeah. And now he's a he's a house rep, which I think is great, right? Like, yeah. you have those generations that move through. And I think it's very natural for them to sort of start to pressure and put leadership out. The You know, last time Pelosi took the gavel, she was like, you know, this is my last time. I want it. Biden, the same way. Like, I want to pass it on. But, like... These people need to be ready for leadership and electable. And I think, you know, our country isn't quite... I mean, the Speaker of the House is elected in a different way, but, like, it takes time to bring the electorate along with, you know, future President AOC. Right, exactly. I think we're not quite there yet. But, I mean, I guess it really depends, like, who sticks around and how that works. But, yeah, the Pelosi thing was interesting, when, but, like, it wasn't that they were going to turn on her, yeah. right? Like, there didn't ever feel like there was going to be a chance where, like, the party's going to get split up. Yeah. Unlike, say, what happened oh last week. Oh, my God. Which yes. is really what we're talking about because yes. it was just such an outlandish thing to happen. And to happen from within the Republican Party. Oh. Yeah, the Democrats all voted for it. Sure. But it wasn't like they were spearheading this movement. No. This is just something that the Republicans, as typical, just managed to boot because yeah. they're so shitty at what they do. They're so shitty at what they do. Yeah. And they're so, like, I mean, a part of me feels not sympathy for them, but, like, that their situation isn't as easy as maybe we sometimes paint it to be, right? They did this to themselves by embracing Donald Trump. Yeah. But you have fractured the party such that you have you know, traditional Republicans and MAGA Republicans, and they're so ideologically separate. And the traditional Republicans are almost like protective of norms. And the MAGA Republicans are so ready to blow shit up that you can't govern a party. Like it's not one party, it's two parties. Right. And I think, you know, they're trying to use it as one party and it's not. So, well, that was always the Trump thing is that he's, I don't know how much we want to just make this a Trump episode, but it's the idea that, like, Trump is about himself first. He's not about the Republican Party, you know? When he would go and campaign for other Republicans, they would tend to lose because he doesn't talk about them or care about the party. Yeah. So he's just not that guy, like, you know? And so the MAGA, you know, element in the House is very much the same way. They don't care about any of the rest of this stuff. There's no plan. Like, there's no plan once you get rid of Kevin McCarthy for what they're going to do next because, like, it is just about disrupting things. And... I mean, the reason why I've always felt congressmen do anything, because an individual congressman's nothing. Yeah. The only reason we know some of their names is because they're just trying to push themselves out there so much. Mm-hmm. And AOC gets a piece of this, too. It's the idea that, like, you yeah. have to, like, 
become a figure yeah. to keep being elected and to start to amass power yeah. when there's 500 other people with this job. Totally. You know? The thing with AOC, I agree with her or not, is the attention that she got was one, because she primaried like a long-standing House member and one. Like yeah. that was pretty impressive. Two, because she's a, an attractive woman and that's yeah. unfortunate that that's why she gets attention, but it is. But three, because she uses her platform to like explain shit to people. Like yeah, if yeah. you ever watch her... Her Instagram's just, great. She's just telling you what's happening and why and what it means and how it works and how she feels about it and like most of it isn't even all that idea like her ideology is is threaded through that and a lot of people could not agree with those things but she's yeah. so good at, at that part of it that yeah. that's I think what makes her so effective yeah. whereas Matt Gates is good at none of it Nothing. except like appealing to the mega base and like getting camera time like yeah. that's all and sleeping with teenagers but he's also from like and look i don't think this is that outlandish a statement he's from the worst part of florida oh, and for sure. florida's horrible terrible but like your panhandle florida is like yeah is it's as bad as it gets it's it, it is just awful yeah and so the fact that he constantly wins there you're like well there's the sign yeah, yeah. but like you start getting into that thing where like you need to keep hanging on to this job yeah because otherwise like the second he's out of office he's nobody oh. he's madison cawthorn like he yeah. has just disappeared totally. and like his day is coming very soon nobody's Hopefully. happy about this yeah, yeah but that's the whole thing with him same as marjorie taylor green same as lauren bobert like yeah. you don't have any real no political intelligence or any sort of real skill at this so the idea is just to be have your name be recognized. And, like, yeah. you know, people will vote for just, well, I recognize that person totally. whether they know them or not. So, like, a lot of times that is all it really takes. So, you know, with this being the direction that goes and then gerrymandering, somehow this is how the Republicans manage to stay relevant in the House. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we can go this and we can take the rest of this conversation in one of two ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one, we can just dunk on Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Because that guy Want to do that. is a buffoon. Yes, please. Uh, also, uh, I'd say it's worth exploring what in the hell is are, is the GOP going to do next? Yeah. And like, I'm not, I would say, savvy enough with all the nuts and bolts of this to really yeah. be able to predict anything. Yeah. I, this is not my, my, I like the crazy theater of yep. this much more than the nuts and bolts, like, uh, yeah. a wonkiness of it. So, yeah. Uh, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, look, I listen to a lot of political podcasts, and nobody knows. <laughs> like, no one knows what the answer is. There are two, as of t as of our moment of recording, there are two people running for for House Speaker. Do they just put in for that? Yeah, that, you just, just yeah, nominate you just, yourself. Yeah, you just yeah. bid for it. You say you're running for it, whatever. And it's uh, Steve Scalise, who's the majority whip, and who he got shot once. He did. Yeah. Like uh, it was a. They were like practicing for a baseball game. It was in 2017 or something. Oh, and and then the other person is Jim Jordan, who oh, like <laughs> sure. ultra mega Jim Jordan, who yeah. like the Republicans aren't gonna elect, right? No, no one's like, putting Jim Jordan. No, through. no, that's no. not. Yeah. But I think Steve Scalise has a real shot. Like yeah. if. It feels like if it's anyone, if mega guys can get behind him, then it's Steve Scalise. He apparently is pretty well respected. I mean, he's gross, but he's been the minority whip for a long time, and he's got like blood cancer. So my, I tend to think that they're put. He's he's only going out because they think he can win, mm -hmm. and then like all the Republicans want to do is get through this vote. Like they don't want another fifteen person, fifteen round vote. They don't want. Um, anything like that. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just, they, they want to get it through. And so that's yeah. my guess as to why he's on there. Because, like, why would you, uh, if you're dealing with cancer, want to take this job, which is the worst job. Like I would say currently they, it sure they is. They made yeah. it the worst job. Yeah, like, yeah. They agreed done to all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so I was, they were, some of the 
the pundits I was listening to were saying, like, you have to peel back some of these rules. You have to maybe peel back. Because Kevin McCarthy gave away his whole life to... Just please, to get in there. Just yeah. to get in there. Yeah. You've got to peel back the thing about, you know, one person can call for a motion to vacate. You've got to peel back some of that stuff. Yeah. Because otherwise, who wants the job? Like, Well, I guess that's the thing is if they can if they can neutralize Matt Gates and like and that faction enough to get enough votes. Yeah. It's just that like they need to get some Democrats on board. And who are they going to put up yeah. there that's going to that they're going to do that with? They this can, was the whole problem last time. Yeah. They can do it with just Republicans if... If they have all the Republicans. If they have all the Republicans. And right. I I think the Democrats are not gonna let it they're not gonna they're not gonna help them because yeah. they don't see any reason to. Right. Um unless, No, there's no reason for them yeah. too. It's just that that's the whole question is yeah. that is there anything any way that they can unify their crazy segment yeah. to get the votes, which is I think why Kevin McCarthy ended yeah. up in the position he did. Totally. But yeah, I mean to your point, like the Speaker of the House now and honestly in the last 10, 15 years has been a horrible job. Horrible. Like everybody who has yeah. it has had just not constant headaches with it. Yeah. But the Republicans more than anybody. I mean, Pelosi managed it. But, yeah. like, Paul Ryan was, like, oh my God. a real politician. And that job destroyed him. Totally. I think just because of the stress of it. He was, like, there for, like, two or three years. Yeah. But, like, I mean, after that, he was, like, I, I feel like he was, like, I don't want to be in politics anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, yeah, 100%. And, I mean, he sucks. But, like, nonetheless, yeah. like, he was at least a respectable-ish figure yeah. for that side. And Paul Ryan, I guess, in, like, a book or something said that when he was in college... He used to dream of cutting taxes for corporations. That was his sure. his teenage dream. And so some of the podcasts I listen to used to talk about Paul Ryan doing keg stands and talking about cutting <laughs> corporate tax the corporate tax. Yeah, hell but of like, a guy. He was like he was all in on that, and yeah, yeah. yeah he just he just got destroyed. Yeah. Um. There was there was an interview with one of the one of the Republicans that voted against McCarthy this time, not in the first one, but voted against him this time. And one of the things that he said that I thought was really interesting is like. McCarthy wouldn't meet with me, but he and he said, like, I'm going to get ridiculed for saying this, but Pelosi knew how to manage her caucus. Mm. She would talk to people and say, where are you on this? And she would talk to everybody and then she'd put forth a proposal. And she was like, she is regarded. You don't know this through the like media because media is what it is. And she's a woman. So there was a lot of sexism in how she was covered. But like she is regarded as one of the most effective speakers of the house because she could get people to do shit like she could get people to like get together and and come and vote and you know and you have to think she's influencing where the democrats are right now which is like very on message very like they're all saying the same thing they're like they're doing the right thing they're voting together they're like there's no even in what is a ideologically broad caucus they're still yeah. hanging together well that was the thing with you know a couple of years ago when the squad really first came out yeah was this idea that like is this going to start to split the party up because yeah it was this very very left you know bernie socialist side yep and are they going to hang together but for you know to, yeah. to their credit they all have like it has become like yeah. it's they're still fairly in lockstep yeah. for now anyway. but but they have pushed the party to the left like oh, even sure. in biden yeah. like biden's policies like it's very progressive compared to where Obama was, oh, yeah. which is great. Like I think yeah. I I support the vast majority of what he's doing, but like yeah. it, they have been very effective, right? right? And I'm sure that is a combination of just them being popular, them influencing leadership, and I'm sure leadership like Pelosi and Schumer, and you know yeah. they're they're writing the platform together, like the yeah. the you know. So I'm I'm sure it's all connected. Well, I mean, I think the the good thing is if you can recognize 
where things are headed in a very general sense and then like the age of the electorate and everything and start to cater to that yeah and like that's what the republicans have managed to burn down is that they have no plan there is no future all all it is is basically like well we're gonna start to cater to hispanics because they just don't know what to do yeah and so like that can kind of work yeah in some fashion but there isn't a big draw outside of you know real rural areas where the people don't live to, you know, continue with that. Yeah. It's just, you know, gerrymandering the Electoral College will keep them sort of relevant. Yeah. But for how long and, you know, things like that. Yep. Um, what I did think was interesting going back and looking at some Speaker of the House stuff was one of the things that Tip O'Neill got criticized for almost all the way across while he's the Speaker is that how partisan he was. Yeah. Which seems like a weird thing to criticize a member of <laughs> a, a sitting <laughs> politician does, for. Yeah. Right. But apparently that really was the idea was that the Speaker of the House was supposed to be relatively neutral that the speaker of the house is the leader of the house not, not the leader really. of the party yeah and tip o'neill's response to this was very much just like uh no like <laughs> yeah. we're in we clearly have the majority this is what the people want the people want a democratic house so that's what we're gonna do yeah. like oh they don't really you know they're not entertaining republican yeah. ideas he's like yeah no why would we yeah and he just hung with that yeah but he did get some criticism for that which is weird because again <laughs> look back at all of the past 25 years of yeah. uh, of speakers of the house go back to Newt Gingrich all everybody they're all super partisan totally yeah. it is interesting to hear minority house members talk about the speaker you don't get it a lot but yeah. like that is their leader even though it's from the other party and yeah. so not to go back to this but the interview I was listening to today like he said something along the lines of he had asked McCarthy about oh I guess McCarthy had given them like a six week vacation in august and then they took two extra weeks off in september when all this shit was brewing and he was like why weren't we back in we should have been back we should have been back and having conversations and in committee and blah 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 and mccarthy said i don't set the schedule and this one republican who calls himself the 435th most important person in the house and there are 435 people he like he's on the softball team and his number's 435 like sure i don't know who this guy is but that's that's, mr irrelevant that's what he does but he said like he even said like come on you are the you are one of the most powerful people in the world are you telling me that if nancy pelosi didn't want us in the chamber on a weekend we wouldn't be in the chamber on the weekend you bet we would be and i just think that's so interesting because like that's a minority member when she was leading saying that and like that is their leader and how do you follow someone especially now when we're so divided who's a leader of the other party in the house i I just i think the house is very interesting from a dynamic even if I could take aside like the impact it has on the country and what a mess it is and sure. how you know, but yeah. like it's just I think it's an interesting setup for a part of government. Academically, I'd say yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, the fact yeah. that they have any control over anything is kind of awful. Yeah, because yeah. it's just a yeah. zoo. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just a circus. But but it is to your point more entertaining than say the Senate, where the Senate feels like it's like life and death and it's dire. Even though there's still like yeah. some cartoon figures over there, it's not yeah. the same as what yeah. goes on. Yeah, in the it's house. pretty controlled. Right. Controlled life and death. Yeah. So that's uh that's what's been going on this week. <laughs> Yeah, it's been weird. Yeah. It's been weird. But yeah, as we sit here now, as we're recording this, there, there, this is the weekend, so there's yeah. no, there's nothing going on. But I think the idea is they're going to start this up next week. Right? I think if I, well, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I, I can't believe they're going to come to any sort of normal consensus, judging by how it worked last time. And Kevin McCarthy was willing to again debase yeah. himself to such a degree because I, I don't think he even really 
cared about like doing the job. He just wanted to be Speaker of the House. Yeah. And that's why he was willing to do yeah. what he did to totally. get it. Totally. 100%. So I can't imagine who they're going to find who's going to be, you know, acceptable to that whole group. Yeah. I mean, I assume they'll find someone. We can't, how long can you go without it? But yeah. I think you're going to go through something similar to what happened last time. Where you're going to have a ton of votes. Yeah. And it's going to be just bitter and, you know, and the Democrats will be laughing. And, yeah. You know, that's what I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I- very possibly. Honestly, I genuinely don't know where it's going to go because mm. I think there are a couple things at play. I don't think the Republicans want to put anything on the floor unless they know they have the votes just because of what happened last time. They don't want to be embarrassed. Right. They yeah. don't want to be embarrassed. I also think they want to be seen as a party who can govern, so I don't think they want to let this go on very long, which is hard if you... yeah. And I also think they still, no matter who they get, like there's no one moderate in the House, right. in the Republican caucus. So I don't think they, they are going to entertain electing a speaker with Democratic votes. And to get Democratic votes, you would have to give some pretty heavy concessions because the Democrats have said right along, like, our speaker is uh, Hakeem Jeffries. That's our speaker. So that's who we're voting for. So I think you would... I don't even know what they would have to do to get Democratic votes. So I, I don't... I genuinely don't know. Like, you would have to get the MAGA people on board with, like, a Steve Scalise or someone of that nature... And I, that could either happen fast or it could happen slow. And if it happens slow, I think we're just not going to hear anything for a while. But they're saying they're going to be voting by Wednesday. Like, so yeah. we'll see. So the only things that I, I didn't I look into this as much as I think you did, but the only things I kept seeing were this floating idea of them trying to remove Matt Gates. I don't know from yeah. Congress or just from the caucus. I don't know how much difference that would really make yeah. when it comes to this. Because yep. it's still votes or votes. I mean, yeah. it's still bodies. But they were saying as far as like, you know, can we keep letting these people in to our discussions where then they just come back out and take what they've learned and just throw bombs at it? Because, you know, so like, I don't know what that calculus would actually be. But what I thought was interesting was that, again, because these are the crazy, you know, congressmen I know, but Lauren Boebert and and Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't vote for this. So like, they're still technically in the McCarthy camp. Yeah. Whatever that is now going to be going forward. Um, and then the only other thing I saw that I thought was interesting, because I, do, I don't watch a ton of them because AOC does a ton of those Instagram videos, yeah. but somebody asked her, like, was there any discussion of saving Kevin McCarthy? Because at least it's like the devil you know or whatever. Yeah. And she said very much the same ideas. Like, it's not our job to save them. Like, it's not our job to fix what they're doing. Like, this is their house. Like, yeah. they run things. Like, they should be able to come to consensus on things. Yeah. And she was like, so, like... It shouldn't, the responsibility shouldn't turn to us, like, oh, look at the chaos this has turned into. Be like, we're not there to prevent that. Like, yeah. that we're, as, as a group, unified. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because, like, that yeah. was sort of my first reaction, too, was like, well, why did they allow this to happen? Yeah. When you know, like, who Kevin McCarthy is already, yeah. and you don't have to go back through this same bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, yeah. you know, what what would it have benefited the Democrats at all when he's already proven to be yeah. untrustworthy and, yep. and deceitful and everything? If you else? can't extract concessions from him that benefit or or further the outcomes that you're trying to to seek, and you can't trust him to follow up on his word, there's no reason to. I right. mean, if you can get something, then maybe. But like, yeah, there. Was, I was listening to a New York Times opinion podcast about this, and they have like people from different ideological bents and whatever, and they said that. There was reporting that Kevin McCarthy kind of thought the the Democrats should back him just for respect, out, out of respect for the institution. And, and it's this idea that the Democrats are always expected to be, to be the adults in the room. Right. Republicans can go and do whatever bullshit they want to do, but Democrats are expected to hold their shit together. Yeah. And they're like, we are on our side. Like, yeah, I, right. I, 
I also I thought the same thing. Like, is this too chaotic to have this happen? And should we have not? Should the Democrats not have let that happen? But I agree. Like, that's not their job. Yeah. They are unified in what they're trying to do. They have no reason to save Kevin McCarthy. They they have no reason to vote to save him. Electing a speaker is on the shoulders of the Republicans, and so they should do that. And if they want to oust their own speaker, they can do that. But yeah. there's no reason for the Democrats to weigh in on like trying to help him out. But yeah, considering this had never happened before, when I first heard, like, a, I don't know, two weeks ago, that this was like in the offing, that like Matt yeah. Gates was sort of planning this, I just thought it was nothing. I didn't yeah. think anything of it because I was like, who, who's going to go with Matt Gates on anything? Yeah. I didn't realize that he only needed to get like oh. six people on board with yeah. it. He and even... all of the Democrats. Yeah. I, it never occurred to me that that was going to happen. Yeah. I, I assumed that somehow this was like. An internal Republican issue. Yeah, that it wasn't just the how narrow the House is to yeah, begin with, it's and so, so naturally all the Democrats are going to flush this guy. I, I yeah. don't know. It just didn't occur to me as a possibility. Yeah. So yeah. So I think it's funny that that's the it's way this. So much out. fun. And like, what a cra- I mean, the, and again, the fact that like Speaker is never something anybody really thinks about. No. Because it's not a public vote. It you know, it's not a, a, a balloted yeah. issue. It's yeah. just something that happens. It's a procedural issue. So yep. like the fact that in the same year now we have. Them going to what, 15 ballots to get him in in the first place, which was, I think, what, January yeah, or something? Yeah, January. Yeah. And now this happens. Oh, my God. And this is the same calendar year. All of a sudden, the Speaker of the House is like, what in yeah. the hell is going on there? Yeah. A lot of people are making comparisons to the fact that he was in he was in for nine months. Yeah. And, like, I yeah. don't know. And gestation. I don't sure. know. I just think it's funny. It sounds about right. It's a little weird. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that night, C-SPAN was, like, the most exciting thing I had ever seen. Like, that was so was much fun. Yeah, that was fun to and, watch. Because uh, it kept seeming like, what, if they're going to bring up a vote, isn't it... This got to be over. Yeah, they almost have yeah. the votes. And the fact that they just didn't yeah, over yeah. and over again. And then, they were, like, yeah. fighting on the floor, we were, like, rewinding C-SPAN to watch them yell at each other. Like, it was just... It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I do think that it's it's interesting that there hasn't been uh, the comparison made or, or the joke made uh, with the whole Kevin McCarthy house that... Uh, Matt Gates stepping up and doing what he did isn't uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> and that's because the star of the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers' name was Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> and, and I just thought that somebody would have stepped in and done that like, joke by now. Please tell me where you're going that's, with that. That was the punchline yeah. to that one. No, yeah. that's, that's only a punchline you can make. People know Kevin McCarthy. No, they don't. No. <laughs> they know Andrew McCarthy. He was a movie star. Yeah, yeah. that's different. No, Kevin McCarthy... Uh, yeah. Back in the day. No. So there's our Speaker of the House episode. Yeah, it was uh, beautiful. Yeah, I Gold. think that was a wall-to-wall masterpiece. <laughs> I'm glad we got that in. Yeah. My arm is real sore. Oh, it's, uh, your sh- it's your shots. I got both shots in the same arm because I, wa- I knew if yeah, like, the one arm, and then I got the other, I still got the good arm. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- the, the beer drinking arm. <laughs> the other arm, worthless. <laughs> I don't, uh, it hurts a little bit. It's not yeah. bad yet. No, mine's, uh, mine's getting sore. Oh. So between that and the nonstop sirens outside, yeah. it's been a hell of an episode. Hell of an episode. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. How do you want to go out? Uh, you want to sing the Speaker of the House song? Is there one? Sure. Speaker of the House, Master of the Zoo, ready for the votes and for Pelosi too. <laughs> That's, That's the terrible. song. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Go. Next uh, verse. Speaker of the House, gavel little bit, gonna get some votes and then get out of it. That was a bad, right? Really good. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's time for the musical. <laughs> it happened when you're the musical. <laughs> Coming fall of 2024. (laughs) You're welcome, listeners. Thanks, everybody. This has been It Happened One Year. Come find us on MySpace. We'll make you our top friend.
police is Jesus. Wanna skin you to the bone?